This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Welcome to a Thursday. 73 degrees in downtown Boise. Red flag warning in effect for the Treasure Valley. It's going to be in effect through at least uh, tomorrow afternoon. What's up, bad air? What does that mean? It means uh, possibility high risk of fires. Oh, okay. Throughout the Treasure Valley, which of course also bad air, and we mm-hmm. do have some bad air because of fires that are currently going on around the Treasure Valley. Um, but uh, when you have a red flag warning, that's a burn ban, so you're not allowed to burn. Right. If you are uh, headed to camping and you like to light campfires, the only campfires you're allowed to light are in campfire rings. So if there's no ring, you're not allowed to just build a campfire in the middle of wherever you might be camping. You, you, can you build your own ring? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. Uh, or if you bring your own you know, fire pit or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure. I my guess would be no because uh, those fire rings are cleared and have a wide area cleared so that there's nothing around it that can burn. Right. So if you just put out your own ring, you're kind of still maybe in an area that has stuff close that I, uh, I, I like sparks those, could light on fire. Uh, I like those metal ones that have legs. You know. Yeah, I, you bring I, your own little fire pit. Yeah, I, I have one of those uh, on my patio. As a yeah. matter of fact, however. Because there's a burn ban in effect right now, not you able to can't even uh, use it. Yeah, yeah, can't even use it. Might as well stay inside in the air conditioning and suffer. Yeah. Um, other things we're going to be talking about today. President Donald Trump will turn himself in for rain sometime uh, later today. I still don't know why that's necessary. I, I mean, I, I understand it's it's a simple, you know, it's it's basic procedure, but. You remember the last time they they didn't take his mugshot because they were like well, everybody knows what he looks like. Yeah. yeah, we don't you know need to take an extra picture of him. I don't know uh, if they will in this particular case. I I did hear that uh, the sheriff in Georgia said if uh, he is charged in that case, another indictment, which uh, some are expecting to happen for a fourth indictment, he did say that he will be taking a mugshot of Donald Trump. <laughs> Could be bravado. Could be. And I don't know if the sheriff has control over that or if it's yeah, the prosecutor or, or who it is. Or if they can even get him to hold still. Yeah. But, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. The reason you get mugshot, mugshots taken is because so everybody that needs to know knows what the person looks like. Right. Not too many people in the world don't know what Donald Trump looks like. Or even look like Donald Trump. Well, good point. <laughs> I mean... It's not like, you, well, you know, that guy kind of looks like Donald Trump. A lot of people do uh, imitations of Donald Trump, but not too many of them could, you know, p- pull it off in front of a crowd. It's not easy to pull off that hair. It's not easy to pull off that color of skin. But he will turn himself in a little bit later on um, this morning, Eastern time. So it could happen during our okay. show. Um, we'll talk about that if you want to weigh in on uh, that particular Subject, you can do that this morning. As usual, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. 
Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you want to get through. Uh, very easy to do. Um, you can also um, get through uh, as far as text messages. That's the same as our main number, 208-336-3700. We're also going to be talking about the death penalty again today. I don't understand. I don't get... Uh, apparently, evil lives forever. Well, uh, Yeah, as, as a concept, I'm sure it does. I'm thinking as a person... Gerald Pizzuto Jr. has been on death row for over 30 years. Yeah. For the bludgeoning death of two people with a hammer, a mother and her son. And he has been in the news a lot over the last couple of years because... Bad health. Bad health, they said. Well, he's going to die, so you know, let, let's take him off death row. He's going to die anyway. Right. So why why have this hanging over his head? He's supposed to be dead by now. He's still alive and kicking. He's alive and kicking well enough that he can sue the state of Idaho for what? For cruel and unusual punishment. For not putting him to death. For keeping saying, we're going to put you to death and then not get, get it, getting the job done. Which, part of it is your problem because you sue not to have the death penalty. <laughs> yeah. So when, you, when, when your lawyers, and, and, and this is you ultimately saying, this is cruel and unusual punishment. It's like cocking a gun in a firing squad and not putting a bullet in it, pointing it, and then firing the gun and click. Right. Because over and over, it he, he goes, I, I think I'm going to get killed. And then at the last minute, well, we don't have the drugs to be able to inject you. So this is bad for his nerves? Ah, he found a judge to agree with him. Yeah. So a judge, he, he had filed on, it was against his 8th and 14th Amendment rights, um, and the uh, judge says, uh, "Yeah, well, not so much on the 14th, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some leeway on the 8th. So there will be a court case to decide whether or not his rights have been violated, because, like you said, he, he, he's still alive because so, he's been on death row for 30 right. some odd so years. So if he wins his case, uh, do we put the money in his commissary account?" Well, it's not. It's not. He's not suing for money. He's, oh, he's suing to for the heck of it for the uh, to get the death penalty stopped again. Oh, I was going to say, the, and the law firm would take a third of nothing. Yeah, basically, they're doing. Yeah, they're doing. They're doing this pro bono. I once again, it, it's one of those things that I don't understand because if he, he doesn't. He's filed so many times to not get yeah. the death penalty happening because. He says that he's super sick, he has cancer, he could die any moment for the last two years. So basically, what else has he got to do? So if he wins here, what does that mean? If he wins, does that mean, all right, you're, you're right, it is cruel and unusual punishment to keep telling you you're telling going, you to, you're die going to die and, and then, then not killing you. Not killing you. Now, you remember the legislature this year did pass a new law, and the problem is that it is extremely difficult to get the drugs that 
are used for lethal injections because you have so many companies who are medical companies who have stopped making it because they go, wait a minute, Again. we're in the business to try and help people, yet we're making drugs to kill people. Again, I should point out, it's difficult to get the drugs that are accepted uh, are acceptable by the government to use to kill someone. Uh, to get actual drugs that could kill someone is really not that hard. No, no. So if he wins his case, I don't, I don't know where this goes then, because if they say, yes, it's cruel and unusual punishment, does the state then go, yeah, you're right. So since we did get the law passed that we can use a firing squad, we are going to kill you yeah. on this date, and many years ago, we're going to do you a favor because you think it's yeah. cruel and unusual punishment. This time, we're going to make sure you're dead, so just plan on it. Many years ago, I was uh, convicted for bludgeoning two people to death, and now I'm suing because these people keep telling me things that are going to happen that don't. It's not you, you, my you, fault. You can see how the two things are like way apart from yeah, one another. Yeah, it's not my fault. They got in the way of my hammer. If they just wouldn't have put their heads in the yeah. way of my hammer, they would still be alive. One guy was dressed like a nail. Well, those are a couple things we've been talking about today here on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for our first check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Kiona. Chef Wally is already there uh, in charge of the kitchen, making sure that uh, they get everything made from scratch, making sure it's delicious. Um, yeah, the, the stuff that they don't come out of a bag, don't come out of a frozen uh, <laughs> uh, purchased item yeah. from the store. It, it's made from <laughs> scratch. With love, get into Pork Belly and find out why it is so good. The Boise State men's basketball team continues its British Columbia tour tonight with its third and final exhibition game, this one in the city of Kamloops at Thompson Rivers College. Tip-off happens at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Meanwhile, Broncos head coach Leon Rice announced that David Motes has been promoted to full assistant coach. This will be the seventh season for Motes at Boise State. He was director of basketball operations for five years and director of recruiting last season. As of July 1st, the NCAA now allows the head coach and five assistant coaches on the floor during college basketball games, and three more assistants are permitted to be on staff for off-campus recruiting. In Major League Baseball, Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman is in the news for the second time this season. He was the pitcher who, in June, threw a perfect game, the first one in the majors in 11 years, against Oakland. Now the team has announced Herman will miss the rest of the season. He is entering rehab to be treated for alcohol abuse following an undisclosed incident that apparently happened on Tuesday. Herman finishes his season with five wins and seven losses. The Yankees are three and a half games out of a playoff spot. That's sports. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, well, let's take a step back here and just talk about what is a credit rating agency and what do they do, right? I mean, basically, the point is for an entity to say, what is the reliability of someone, a company or a government in this case, to pay its bills on time and in full? And Fitch is one of three major agencies that does that rating. AAA is the best possible rating that you could have. AA plus is one notch below that. Still pretty good, but not the best rating. And the reason for why Fitch said they had to make that small downgrade was because of, quote, erosion of governance. They said that the way that the United States has been running lately shows that they could get themselves 
into a situation down the line where brinkmanship in Congress might not allow them to actually pay their bills and keep the lights on in this country. Right. They said there are a few examples of that. One was the January 6th insurrection, but then another one was the debt ceiling debacle that we had two months ago, where yeah. you'll recall there was that debate over whether or not they could actually issue more Treasury bills to pay the bills. Bad news yesterday uh, because of that downgrade. From AAA to AA plus, which I mean, AA plus still sounds pretty good to me. So basically, if Republicans and Democrats can't get along, uh, they think we can't pay our bills. Well, you, you saw what happened a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. saying they're wrong. I'm well, just yeah. saying that's what they think. Huh? Right up to, right up to the chance that we were going to default, and uh, before cooler heads prevailed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, but it definitely had an effect on the stock market yesterday. The uh, Dow was down 348 points. NASDAQ down uh, over 300 points. Uh, Standard & Poor was down over 1% yesterday uh, also. Um, so not a good day for the stock market. However, you have to look back for the past two to three weeks. stock market has been doing very well. Um, so could have been just a, a sell-off. Uh, as of right now, uh, we're down about 58 points on the Dow. This is the futures trading, so we'll see if we see another day of sell-offs because of this. And uh, you heard this is only the uh, second time downgraded. Uh, last time, 2011, was uh, when we got our credit downgraded. Mm-hmm. So um, Jeremiah Bates uh, will be in a little bit later today. We'll be talking about your money to find out a little bit more uh, I, I I don't. I don't necessarily know if this is the same thing. Like when my credit and your credit gets downgraded, it costs more money for us to borrow. Yeah, it's but supposed to. Yeah, but that's personally. So I don't know if it's the same thing happens in the United States if they borrow money, if the their interest rates and it costs more money to borrow that money if your credit rating goes down. Because I still don't quite understand what that means for the country. I mean, I know what happens when my credit goes down. Your credit goes down. I don't. I don't know if the same thing happens, but uh, apparently, what they think is going to happen not good because, as yeah. as we said, uh, the entire stock market was down as of yesterday, and we'll be keeping an eye on that coming up here for you once again this morning. There's also some uh, news that we'll have uh, later today uh, on earnings. A couple of big companies, Google and uh, Facebook, will announce their earnings a little bit later today two of the biggest companies in the world so supposedly facebook is doing really well yeah we'll find out we'll find out if they're continuing to make money uh so that's coming up here this morning once again phone lines are open at 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless once again our emails are working so i had a little problem with that earlier in the week if you want to email us real easy to do chris at kboi.com mike at kboi.com you want to talk about the uh, trump indictment that uh was handed down Yesterday, and charges official, um, he will be turning himself in a little bit later today. We can talk about that uh, coming up here for you. Also have some uh, text messages and emails to get to from after the show, subject we were talking about yesterday. Um, So we'll get to some of those for you coming up here for you on the way after news. Coming up next, don't go away. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 6.32. 6.32. He's, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. It is a Thursday morning. And when it's Thursday, you know what that is. It is our KBY Sweet Deal Eve. Friday mornings, we have sweet deals. 
allow you to save a bunch of money on things like food. And tomorrow, uh, we have a $50 gift certificate that will be available to you for food. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner served at Bob's Restaurant and Lounge just off I-84 in Nampa. We've been there numerous times for the hometown breakfast. Um, Great breakfast items for you. Uh, Pretty good omelets. (laughs) The bacon is always good, of course. Uh, And then this is the only place, one of the few places uh, in the Treasure Valley that serves prime rib dinners. Full prime rib dinners, seven nights a week. I still think that would be a great week. (laughs) Having a prime rib dinner every single night? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Coming up tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. You know how this works. Mm -hmm. 9 o'clock sharp. You go to KBOI.com, click on that sweet deal link, and then you can uh, take advantage of this $50 deal. It only costs you $25. By the way, if you get this $50 deal, that $50 will get you a full prime rib dinner for two with all the fixings. All right. All right. So, I mean, it, it's a pretty good deal when it comes to prime rib because there are places, if you're getting prime rib, it's going to cost you close to $100 for a meal for two. Uh, other sweet deals, if you don't want to wait until Friday morning, check them out. Uh, getting low on a few of these, 50% off Positive Pets dog training. Uh, you got $250 value. This can be for um, you know group training or private training it's only 125 dollars. there's only a couple left though if you want to take advantage of that uh idaho enhanced concealed carry classes 62.50 for that 125 dollar gift certificate um you want to play a little indoor golf at some of the finest courses around the world uh x golf 50 dollars, 100 dollar gift certificate um that's for two hours of golf from x golf one of the uh, newest indoor golf locations here in the treasure valley but you can take advantage of all of those once again going to kbi.com and just click on the sweet deal link a couple of uh emails rolled in yesterday towards the end of the show um we were talking about day before yesterday was the final day that you were able to officially legally buy incandescent bulbs uh i guess maybe there'll be a black black market for incandescent bulbs now hey buddy (laughs) Looking, looking for just 60, a, just a fix, one sixty watt fix. You, do, you got any of them? Don't do that. Just embrace the dark side. <laughs> Gary from Nampa writes in years ago. Uh, we th- this also tied in, by the way. Uh, Biden wants to cancel uh, the ability to buy gas powered generators. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary writes in years ago. I bought a solar generator for emergencies. I didn't even know there was such a thing as solar generators. I, I mean. I guess why not, but I didn't, I've didn't. i never seen one. He said, when Snowmageddon hit, I realized that things would have to be really desperate for me to even set up the panels to use this, so I went out and bought a propane generator. Mm-hmm. All right? Propane, though, still gas. It's just yeah. a different form of gas. True. Yeah. They want to do it with all gas, and, and except for right now, there's only one company that would make a gas-powered generator that would be allowed under the new rules to be used. Everybody else would have to change uh, how they make them or quit making them. Hmm. CJ writes in, I would like to see who in the Biden administration and Democrats supporting this generator ban, which one of those have stock in Tektronics? Tektronics, by the way, is the name of the company that makes that gas-powered generator. That's always something you want to know. Which, by the way, uh, that gas-powered generator, not too many people have it right now use those gas power generators because uh they their gas power generator is six to seven times more expensive Mm -hmm. than what a regular gas powered generator is not to mention the gas is expensive yeah 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, stick around. Still on the way for you. Remember that uh, body we told you about um, here a few weeks ago? The police found while they were out doing right. snorkel training in the Boise River? Mm-hmm. They have identified the victim, and apparently everybody knew he was already dead before he fell into the river. We'll give you the details coming up. Don't go away. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 642-208-336-3700. 1-800-529-5264. Those are the numbers you want to get through. Last number, toll-free from wherever you might be listening this morning. Told you as we were uh, going to break, uh, coroner has identified the body found in the Boise River while the Boise police were out training. They were doing snorkel diving you, training. Yeah, and you said something which was a little weird, is that most people knew he was dead before they found the body mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, officials have identified the human remains uh, found last month as Christopher Glass, a 58-year-old Boise man who enforcement, uh, law enforcement suspected had fatally shot himself six years ago. Now, you remember the, they were out snorkel training and exercises, yeah. found the body in about eight feet deep of water, and obviously um, the remains had been there for a while. I couldn't even imagine. So had they been there six that. years? Yeah. Uh, investigation showed that prior to his disappearance that day, Glass had been contacted by two bail bondsmen, and he ran. Evidence showed... Glass ran from his residence on South Loggers Pond toward the bank of the Boise River using a firearm, committed suicide before falling into the Boise River. And they just never found him. Never found him. At the time, Boise Police and Fire and Rescue Units searched for Glass, but unable to find him until last month. Now, even though they saw that this is how he killed himself, obviously you still have to do uh, an autopsy. Coroner will come up with the official cause of death but as of right now definitely looking because like they said they saw him yeah. shoot himself fall into the river uh and then not able to find the body so you are correct they did know he was dead they yeah just didn't they know. just didn't didn't weren't able to was. recover his body right. now a set of human remains second one found in the boise river this month uh sheriff's office previously removed a uh, body back you remember on july 13th in eagle uh, the coroner's office identified the remains uh, as belonging to 65-year-old Eric Jorgensen of Boise, who was reported missing on April 26th. Mm. Well, too bad. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. Uh, email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. It's time for a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly in Kuhn. Place to go if you want... A delicious and filling breakfast or lunch. They're open seven days a week. Once again, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna for a delicious lunch or breakfast today. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said earlier this year his league is looking for a way to reduce injuries during kickoffs when players routinely collide while running full speed. Right now in the NFL, the ball is kicked off from the 35-yard line. All players on the kicking team line up there and can cross the line once the ball has been kicked. But owners are considering implementing the kickoff rule from the XFL. 
In the XFL, the ball is kicked off from the 30-yard line, but the kicker is all alone back there as the kicking team's players line up 35 yards away at the opponent's 35-yard line, just five yards from the receiving team. And nobody but the kicker and the kick returner can move until the returner catches the ball. As for onside kicks, the NFL doesn't have them, or the XFL doesn't have them. Instead, in the fourth quarter, after a team scores, the team can elect to run an offensive play from its own 25-yard line. If they're able to gain 15 yards on that single play, they retain possession. In the future, the NFL could look very different. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic issued a statement Wednesday regarding the team's recent $50,000 donation to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's Super Political Action Committee, Super PAC, Never Back Down Incorporated. A team spokesman said, quote, to clarify, this gift was given before Governor DeSantis entered the presidential race. It was given as a Florida business in support of a Florida governor for the continued prosperity of Central Florida. Unquote. However, according to records kept by the Federal Elections Commission, the donation was received June 26th, and DeSantis announced he was running for president May 24th, 33 days earlier. People in Florida had questioned the donation since the Orlando Magic are partners with Disney, and DeSantis has uh, sort of made attacking Disney a central part of his political activities since being elected governor. Dan DeVos is the chairman and managing partner of the Magic. He is the brother of Betsy DeVos, who served as U.S. Secretary of Education in the Trump administration. That's sports. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.58, phone lines open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. And once again, if you want to get through, you can also be a part of the show by emailing us, mike at kboi.com or chris at kboi.com. You can text us. Also, that's the uh, same as our main number. Coming up for you, uh, another chance to pick up your Deja Brew. $50 gift certificate for some great food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Deja Brew. Best patio area in uh, all of uh, Meridian, in my opinion. It's always under the shade. At night times, it's all lit up. Comfortable chairs and sofas are outside. And uh, you can eat and get your drinks out there if you would like. They also have uh, occasional wine tasting nights. Um, they also do uh, some uh, seven-course dinners that you can take part in. Use your $50 gift certificate to, uh, to go towards that if you win, if you would like. It's the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, it's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, don't do it before you make that phone call. They can help you out. 208-888-4128, definitely helping you make more money. Call today. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. All right. Our uh, question today, um, across all four major sports, Major League Baseball, hockey, NFL football, and NBA basketball, only three professional players have ever had their number retired by the entire league. Did we not do this? Nope. Oh, I thought we did. You, however, gave the answer yesterday. Ah. That's why you think that we did it. So if you listened yesterday morning, your hint is Chris already told you who <laughs> these were. Okay. All right. Once again, if you know the answer, don't call now. Stick around at 820. First person to answer correctly will get that $50 gift certificate. Remember-
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. When Trump arrives, he's going to be processed as a criminal defendant for a third time. That means his fingerprints are going to be scanned. He'll have to give some basic information like his address and social security number. But he's not going to be handcuffed, and there will be no mugshot. Why not? Because Trump is already one of the most photographed people in the country. He is expected to arrive here uh, by plane in Washington, D.C., then be driven here to U.S. District Court in Washington. And we're just down the block from Capitol Hill, where so much of the substance of the indictment actually took place and unfolded. This case is assigned to Judge Tanya Chutkin. She was appointed by then-President Obama, and she has heard a number of January 6th-related cases. And so uh, she has already imposed some rather harsh sentences. She's also ruled against Trump before when he tried to keep some documents from the Congressional Committee investigating the attack at the Capitol. So he will turn himself in coming up a little bit later uh, this morning. We'll let you know when that uh, does uh, happen. Uh, but like I said, Eastern time sometime this morning. So it's probably going to happen during our show while we're still on the air today. Trump She's and- uh, the equivalent of the old hanging judge, yeah, you know, bit. where they uh, say, OK, here's the penalty. I think you should give them and she gives them a harsher penalty instead. Yeah. Um, it, A little bit different in the fact that, I mean, they're trying to compare two different things here in people who took part in the riot at January 6th where Trump, Trump wasn't even there. There's a lot of th- things that I don't understand uh, about the charges. Um, I haven't obviously seen, nobody has seen the uh, evidence other than you know the lawyers involved in the case. But he is going to be arraigned on four felony charges centered on his alleged efforts to discount legitimate votes in the 2020 presidential election. First charge alleges a conspiracy to defraud the U.S. by using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to obstruct the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election, according to the Justice Department. I don't know what evidence they have uh, of the conspiracy it seems on the face of it, unless they, you know, that, that smoking gun thing still comes. It's like, what's your smoking gun? And maybe they do have somebody that said, no, look, we, we, we tried to um, commit fraud. We, we had a conspiracy. I was involved. This person was involved. Um, maybe they have that. I don't know. The second charge details a conspiracy to impede the January 6, 2021 congressional proceeding where the election results certified third conspiracy against the right to vote and to have that vote counted uh, charges mark the unprecedented third criminal indictment against the former president um, I don't think they're done by the way mm. there's the expectation that Georgia will also bring an indictment because of what he said in a phone call to the Attorney General right the, the evidence they have, if any, they have uh, witnesses, I guess, who said that, um, you know, the close, basically close ties to uh, Donald Trump, who said that 
uh, they discussed at some point the the fact that they they believed that um, he actually did lose the election, and yet he wanted to keep persisting that he didn't uh, because you know that would put the uh, doubt in everybody's mind and it would continue the process. And uh, apparently that's considered a conspiracy, I guess. Yeah, I, that's the part I don't understand. It's like, okay, so he, he continues that. Pro- is that against the law? I mean, I know they're charging, well, it, it's, they're charging him. The, the people who are arguing against it keep saying, well, it's you know free speech. He's allowed to say what he wants. Yes, he is. However, when you get together with people and start planning something and then actually attempt to implement it, uh, you know, like with, the, with the, what they call the fake electors from the various states mm-hmm. who were just sent... And and uh, supposedly, I guess they decided the White House was the ringleader in that. So that's considered a conspiracy. It's 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 different than just free speech. It's different than just different than just talking about it when you actually put it into uh, put it into uh, into motion. Right. But it, it would be like if you were talking with a friend about robbing a bank, and all you did was talk about it, and that's fine. That's freedom of speech. However, if you make plans to rob the bank, you know, write out the plans and stuff, and then show up at the bank, apparently that indicates it's a, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, uh, and I, in my opinion, I think they're going to have this is this is going to have to have corroborating evidence. So, I mean, there are six co-conspirators, and those co-conspirators, five of them have kind of been identified based on statements that have made. Sixth one still haven't been confirmed or identified either way they haven't you notice though they haven't indicted any of the conspirators exactly. which could indicate that they're using all of them as witnesses that was the point i was going to make yeah are, are those six co-conspirators going to be witnesses against donald trump don't know there's a lot to be sussed out um, it could be that this happens sometime during the uh, campaign within the next uh, year and four months, or it could be, as we've seen in some court cases, even here in Idaho, that yeah. this case could take two years and the election could be over, and Donald Trump could be or possibly not be president. But there's a there's a chance that he could be president. Now, by the way, um, we have talked about this in the past. There is nothing in the Constitution that says that if a duly elected president goes to prison, that that duly elected president cannot serve as president. doesn't automatically disqualify you from either running as president or serving as president, yeah. which is interesting. Is he over age 35? Yeah. Was he born in this country? Okay. Well, fine then. Which is interesting because he couldn't vote for himself as president. That's true. He wouldn't have voting rights, but he would still have the right to run. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he would continue to be president. I have a funny feeling if he is uh, convicted at any point, even if he, say he got elected. I know there's a lot of ifs here, but, you know, looking forward because um, so far this has been an absolutely nutty, crazy campaign. And, you know, we've got over a year left. You're you're looking at the probability that say he does get elected, he is found president, ends up going to court, and then is found guilty. He doesn't automatically then become a past president and the vice president taking over. But what you would probably more than likely see, um, I, I guess, depending on the makeup of the, <laughs> of the House, you would probably see impeachment proceedings brought again, don't you think? 
Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, Unless it just happened to kick in that, uh, you know, you know, the, the vice president acts as president if the president is incapacitated or out of the country. Uh, being in behind bars actually might be considered both of those things. <laughs> Hard to say. It, it's going to be an interesting uh, next 18 months, um, in my opinion. But uh, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. As I said, we'll be keeping an eye on this. He's expected to turn himself in um, for official charges uh, on the uh, indictment coming up sometime this morning in Washington, D.C. I think, I think the worst thing for him number one is that this place this this case is taking place in washington dc uh, i think he's gonna have a hard time finding a jury pool in washington yeah. dc um you know who is just well, completely well, unbiased they've been asking for a different venue but the, the prosecutors said no this is basically where the, mm-hmm. the crimes that we're prosecuting took place let's get a quick check on what's going on with sports once again this morning brought to you by pork belly and cuna they're open now don't forget, if you want to check out their menu, check it out at theporkbellyidaho.com. The Boise State men's basketball team continues its British Columbia tour tonight with its third and final exhibition game, this one in the city of Kamloops at Thompson Rivers College. Tip-off happens at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Meanwhile, Broncos head coach Leon Rice announced that David Motes has been promoted to full assistant coach This will be the seventh season for Motes at Boise State. He was director of basketball operations for five years and director of recruiting last season. As of July 1st, the NCAA now allows the head coach and five assistant coaches on the floor during college basketball games, and three more assistants are permitted to be on staff for off-campus recruiting. In Major League Baseball, Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman is in the news for the second time this season. He was the pitcher who in June threw a perfect game against Oakland, the first perfect game in the majors in 11 years. Now the team has announced Herman will miss the rest of the season. He is entering rehab to be treated for alcohol abuse following an undisclosed incident that apparently happened on Tuesday. Herman finishes his season with five wins and seven losses. The Yankees currently are three and a half games out of a playoff spot. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. You want to turn down the music a little bit? Thank you. Um... Talk about your money. Broad sell-off in stock market uh, yesterday. The uh, Dow down over 300 points. NASDAQ down over 300 points ahead of the futures uh, here opening. Futures are saying the Dow is down uh, 80. We have hit a speed bump. Over 100 points down on the NASDAQ. Does all this have to do with the downgrading of the uh, credit rating yesterday, or is there more to this? I mean, a a little bit. A a little bit. Really, I think... because you're you're looking at kind of two sides, and I think it was uh, well said by Chris. We had a little bit of a speed bump because we've been going at a pretty accelerated rate really ever since March. If you look at the performance of the S&P 500, we were up 19%. So seeing a 1% drop following two months without a 1% drop in the S&P 500, uh, I don't think should be a surprise. I don't think it should invoke any fear or change anyone's investment strategy or throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, what's interesting is historically, if you go back to the year 1980, when you see the S&P 500 have two months of not having a 1% drop in one day, 
And then the S and period experiences a one percent drop in one day. After that one percent drop, the S and P five hundred has gained an average of almost fifty percent, the fifteen percent the following year. And August historically has been a down month. I mean, if you look at the months that are historically just kind of beat up the worst performing months, it's August and September. So you look at this downgrade, and it was interesting because I read through this Fitch downgrade report, and the things that they cited, it's really hard to argue against. They're, they're not wrong. They're just stating facts. I mean, as far as the erosion of governance, the the, the debt limit standoff, the the uh, percentage of debt that the U.S. has compared to its um, gross domestic output, its actual economic output. These are all things that are, are known and just sheer facts but then the question is does this fitch does this fitch downgrade actually mean anything they took the u.s debt from the highest level that they have of triple a to double a plus so it just means that the uh the shirt's a little dirty but every country around the world has dirty shirts as well it's just ours just got uh, another extra like little ketchup stain on it so so i think when you're looking at the market you have bulls and bears so the bulls are obviously optimistic they they want to see the market go up they generally try to find ways to justify that you have the bears who are always downtrodden they always think there's a reason why there needs to be a sell-off so i think this is a uh, a gift to the bear side of the market and honestly a bit of a gift to the bulls who have been reluctant to actually participate in the market because they were fearing a recession and trying to find a good timing spot to get in. Well, if you're an investor and at cash on the sideline and trying to wait for an opportunistic time to get in, it's not very often where you do get these large pullbacks, 2% in a day on the NASDAQ, 2, uh, 1% down on the S&P 500. We're seeing a little bit of a drop today. So I think this is just a drop in the bucket. My call going into the second half of the year is we're going to see volatility. And we're seeing volatility. It's, it's just kind of comes a part of the game. So, you know, this fish See, downgrade, I, 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 I think mind, it's a short, short blip. I don't mind volatility as long as it's volatility while it's continuing to go up. <laughs> hey, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat too. And bottom line is there's two sides to this coin. You cannot expect reward unless you're take, willing to take some type of risk. If you're not willing to take a risk, you cannot expect a reward. People who have taken risks, who have been in risk assets those, thus far this year, have been rewarded. So here's, we're just seeing a little bit of that other side of the coin, but I think it's a blip and where it's going to turn to earnings. And I'm very curious to see where Amazon and Apple report after the bell today. The other uh, thing I should mention, and I think this is correct, right? August is historically the worst month of the year for stocks, historically, correct? I think it's September is historically the worst month. August is right after. It's not too much of a difference, but I mean, it goes to the old adage, sell a man, go away. Summer is the last month. You get a lot of large institutional money mem- uh, workers on institutional money members on Wall Street taking vacations. So again, that's kind of a generally a... Um, like a slow month. So again, yeah, it's just uh, it's historically a bad performing right. month, so don't expect outsized gains. We'll keep an eye on the uh, market again today, get a couple more updates from you, and then talk to you uh, coming up tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jets. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 733, 72 degrees in downtown Boise. Good morning. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always uh, do more than listen. You can take part in the show. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, or text us. Got a text from uh, Gary. Says, uh, two things can be true at once. There may be something there when it comes to the Trump indictments, but there's also something there elsewhere. 
And if only if one of those theirs is being prosecuted, then it is seen as political. The Trump supporters have been aware of this for years. The hard left have intentionally buried their heads and refuse to acknowledge this. As the elections draw near, those in the middle, many who don't follow politics regularly, have started to look, and they are seeing what both Trump and Biden have done and see the politicization of the justice system and are disgusted by it. I believe that is why you see Trump's numbers rising, even though he keeps getting indicted. There are, there are people, you know, I mean, there are plenty of people who say, well, why is this being indicted and this isn't being indicted? And the other side, this, it, all things, when it comes to the courts, all things are not completely equal. In, in other words, you can't just say, okay, we're going to indict one person from over here and one from over there and see which one does worse. It, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's like fishing. You go out and you just get whatever happens mm-hmm. to bite the hook. Not, I'm not to say, it's not to say that it uh, it's fair because... Yeah, it's just well, in, and, and, inherently not supposed to be completely fair. And I, I think that's the point Gary is making in that, yeah. you know, it, you, it starts to be seen as political when, you know, you sit there and you go back and, and you look at history and you go, OK, now this person would, is being, it looks yeah. like, attacked and maybe he's being attacked for reason. But what about all these other things that people aren't being attacked? People who, though, you know, who concentrate on fairness and think everything should be fair are saying, well, these guys ought to be sitting there going, all right, we went after this guy. Now we have to go after this guy. So it'll be equal. And they just don't do it that way. No. But I see your point, Gary, in that, yeah, it, it's, it starts after a while. It goes, well, this does look a little political, especially to people who don't follow it, which, right. by the way, is about 98% <laughs> of America, right? I mean, you and I follow this. Nate Shellman follows it. People who are in the business follow it. You know, uh, mainstream media follows it. I don't know how many don't, though. But, I mean, to the average person, even even my wife, who, you know, listens to the show, who claims she listens to the show only for the reason because she wants to know what the hell I'm saying. So um, mm-hmm. if she says some, if I say something about her, she can be ready to refute it. Um, <laughs> but uh, people's lives just don't re- revolve around politics or listening to the radio, or watching CNN, or Fox News the way that, you know, we might think that they do. That's why I say 98% of the people just don't follow it that closely. So when it starts to be something that everybody is talking about, then they go, okay, so what's going on here now? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a uh, break for traffic and uh, weather uh, coming up here. Uh, Gerald Pizzuto. Junior is back in the news. Now, if you're going, hey, I recognize that name. What, what? He's the guy that's been on death row for bludgeoning two people to death in the McCall area over 30 years ago. Um, he won a lawsuit yesterday having to do with his uh, death warrant. We'll give you an update on that and get your input coming up. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.43, uh, sports in just a couple of minutes. Uh, not really a, definitely not a local sports, uh, but it does kind of tie into sports this morning. Uh, Trenton High School in Michigan recently had sponsored uh, sign put up on its football bleachers that uh, was supposed to read, Welcome to Trenton High School. However, um, somebody didn't do a spell check before they made the sign. And I drove by, and I was like, well, something doesn't look right. And then I was like, 
There's no L. My daughter sent me the picture, and she said that uh, there's a misspelling on Trenton football field. And she sent it to me, and I said, I can't believe they forgot the L. I don't know how someone doesn't catch that. Smell check. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea, right? So, so, it actually, so it actually said, we come oh, to we come. Uh, Trenton High School. Not, But not we come, it was all one word. So I thought maybe it said, welcome to Trenton High School. <laughs> that would have even been worse. Yeah, they they remembered one L, they just forgot one. Exactly. Reminds me one of the the, the best commercials in a Super Bowl uh, of all time. Hey, that's great. But who are the chefs? Not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> great. <laughs> I said that for years after that commercial came too. out. Great googly moogly. Uh, it was supposed to say the Chiefs, but uh-huh. he had spent all that time that spelling great, out the chefs. Who are the chefs? <laughs> great googly moogly. Uh, spell check. It's a good thing. 208-336-3700. Time for a final check on uh, other sports actions going on here locally. This update is brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna, the place to go for lunch or breakfast every single day. Not only do you get delicious breakfast, but it definitely fills you up. The best chicken fried steak you're ever going to mm. find. And, and it's combined with the fact that the chicken fried steak is about an inch thick, which you never see. But the pork gravy is just absolutely fantastic. Get in. Find out what we're talking about. Try it out at Pork Belly today. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said earlier this year his league is looking for a way to reduce injuries during kickoffs when players routinely collide while running at full speed. Right now in the NFL, the ball is kicked off from the 35-yard line. All players on the kicking team line up there and can cross the line once the ball is kicked. But owners are considering implementing the kickoff rule from the XFL in the NFL. In the XFL, the ball is kicked off from the 30-yard line But the kicker is all alone back there as the kicking team's players line up 35 yards away at the opponent's 35-yard line, which is just five yards from where the receiving team lines up. And nobody but the kicker and the kick returner can move until the returner touches the ball. As for onside kicks, the XFL doesn't have them. Instead, in the fourth quarter, after a team scores, the team can elect to run an offensive play from its own 25-yard line. If they're able to gain 15 yards on that single play, they retain possession. I hate this rule. It, you, if you, I mean, if you're going to say, I, hey, I, we, we, we don't like people getting injured uh, when they get tackled on the kickoff, maybe yeah. we should just go to two-hand touch for everything. I just don't like change, I think. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic issued a statement Wednesday regarding the team's recent $50,000 donation to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' uh, Super PAC, his uh, Super Political Action Committee, Never Back Down Incorporated. A team spokesman said, quote, to clarify, this gift was given before Governor DeSantis entered the presidential race. It was given as a Florida business in support of a Florida governor for the continued prosperity of Central Florida. Unquote. However, according to records kept by the Federal Elections Commission, the donation was received June 26th, and DeSantis announced he was running for president May 24th, 33 days earlier. People in Florida had questioned the donation since the Orlando Magic are partners with Disney, and DeSantis basically has made attacking Disney a central part of his political activities since being elected governor. Dan DeVos is the chairman and managing partner of the Magic. He is the brother of Betsy DeVos, who served as U.S. Secretary of Education 
in the Trump administration. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53, uh, waiting a f- official charges today in the uh, Trump indictment. Expected to turn himself in sometime this morning. Craig writes in, I heard that Trump will be indicted coming up this Friday for going out through the indoor. All these frivolous crap that they're throwing at him is pumping up his following because the more the press he gets, the more it looks like they do not want him in office. I believe it's because they're scared of Trump and what he can and will accomplish. I uh, mentioned at some point yesterday, uh, we were talking about the difference between somebody getting life in prison so they have to stay until they die or getting the death penalty. And I said, it's kind of the same thing because they still stay until they die. They just you know, don't, they're, they're not allowed to do it naturally. Uh, Curtis wrote, uh, actually, Chris, a couple inmates died in prison and were resuscitated. Technically, they served their life sentence. I don't think it counts if you don't Ooh, that, stay you dead. Know, that does make a good point, right? If you are officially declared dead <laughs> makes a new point, and then anyway. resuscitated, it's like, hey, I served my life sentence. I should get out now. Uh, I never th- I never thought about that before. Jan in Boise wrote in about uh, Lori Daybell. Uh, good morning. Could her narrative be a source to appeal for mentally incompetent? Is that an advantage? I see evil in her speech. Uh, like we said, she's, she can't, uh, in, in Idaho, you can't claim that you were crazy and that's why you committed a crime. Well, you can, in Arizona, you can, claim, you can claim it, but you can't use well, yeah. it as an official defense. In, in, uh, in Arizona, you can, and she's will be tried next in Arizona, but it doesn't really matter because regardless of what they say in Arizona, she would still have to come back to Idaho and serve her life sentence. Uh, Frank, uh, let's see, Frank, oh, Frank just sent in a copy of uh, the indictment from yesterday. It's 45 pages long. I may read that later, but not right this second. Tom in Boise writes, uh, Mike at KBOI.com, it seems to me so many people want to vote for a president based on the candidate's personality or just how likable they are. Wouldn't common sense dictate you vote for the candidate who is going to make life better, improve your circumstances? As of now, the two leading candidates and most likely to face off for the presidency are Biden and Trump, and they both have records as president to look at. To me, it's a no-brainer as to who has the better record of making American lives better. Tom doesn't say who that is. He just says, to me, it's a no-brainer. But uh, pe- people vote for a million different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people only go out to vote no uh, on everything and, and just vote against certain candidates. Two dogs wrote in to say, uh, Chris, we've run both LED and incandescent exterior Christmas lights. By far, the LEDs used much less electricity, difference of at least 20%. Talked a bit about that yesterday because you can't, get uh, incandescent bulbs anymore no as of uh tuesday no longer available well i mean you you can get them but you have to buy them from a pusher off the street corner now fred wrote in the checkout price on ebay now for light bulbs i use a 100 watt bulb to keep my uh, backhoe oil warm in the winter in loman uh where keeping anything warm is difficult and important I wonder, because they are incandescent bulbs, and I bring this up because we did the same thing. We had heat lamps uh, when our sows would, you know, have piglets to keep the piglets warm in the wintertime. We would just put a heat lamp down. I wonder, Can you still buy heat lamps? Because they are incandescent bulbs. My guess is 
Probably not, even though they're specifically for heat and not necessarily for light. And LED lights don't give out any heat. I mean, they're they're cold to the touch. You don't burn yourself on them. You were talking about doing that for the piglets and all I could think of. Yeah, and convenience stores, they do that for the hot dogs. KBY News Time, 757. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, look at that. Goosebumps just from that one thing saying that we've got football action coming. Boise State taking on Washington, the first game of the season. It's going to be a tough game, but man, if they could just find some way to magically pull off that win. Setting up for a uh, possibly a, a great, great year because Washington is supposed to be really good this year. Uh, I bring that up because Boise State began practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. I didn't realize uh, teams lose players every year. There was a lot of turnover this year. 41 new players right. on the team because of graduation, people going to the NFL. Um, you have the new transfer where all you have to do is say, I transfer, turn around three times and spit, and you can just go to whatever school <laughs> and, you want. I think at least 20 did transfer out of Boise State mm-hmm. to go someplace else. Yep. Three of them, I think, to BYU alone. 41 new players on uh, this year's team. So um, we'll get a look uh, coming up here shortly if uh, they're going to be any good. Within, within the first five games of the season, um, we're going to know how the season shapes up because uh, this year with the toughness of those first five games, yeah. there's no no game that you can look, oh, this is an easy win. Even the one at home against North Dakota, a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's an easy win. That's one easy win. And it's like, no, North Dakota is really good. Well, the, the teams from the Dakotas are never pushovers. <laughs> no. Um, but you've got at Memphis, you've got at Washington, uh, UCF. <sighs> that's a murderer's row there in four of the first five games this year. <laughs> So we'll have a good idea. The, the SEC would laugh at First you, month yes, of the season. For us, it's a murder. But drug. for Mountain West, yeah. Right. Um, for, for the uh, first part of the season, first month, we're going to know how good Boise State is probably going to be good this year. Um, I know U.S. Federal District Judge B. Lynn Windmill. Man, he's been in the news a lot lately, hasn't he? He is allowing a potential lawsuit to move forward over a claim of cruel and unusual punishment in a death row case of Gerald Pizzuto, Jr., I have so many mixed feelings about this. Now, Pizzuto, 65 years old, has been on death row for more than 35 years for the 1985 murders of Delbert and Berta Herndon. Beat him to death with a hammer. Sought by the Attorney General's office, judges issued death warrants for Pizzuto, with the most recent being issued May of 2021, November of 2022, and February of 2023. Of course, his doctors also said they wanted to have a stay on the execution because he's dying anyway. So, according to his doctors, he's supposed to be dead already anyway. Federal court yesterday stayed, or federal court rather, stayed Pizzuto's last execution um, because the, the drugs for the injection, lethal injection, could not be found, which. The accepted, the acceptable drugs. Right. Um, which, by the way, are. are is up until the legislature this year was the only way that a person on death row could be put to death. And the problems, and we've talked about this here on our show before, problems with the uh, getting the 
injection drugs mm-hmm. started with COVID, um, and and then it got exacerbated because after COVID, apparently some of these companies who were making these drugs, and there's only a couple of them, started to think, wait a minute, we're in the business of saving people's lives. Is this a good message to be making drugs that put people's lives to an end? So they, they stopped making them. And that's the problem that Idaho has had in getting the injection medicine because the last two times that Pizzuto Jr. was supposed to be put to death, he had a date, it was confirmed, it was going to happen, and then had to be at the last minute, the execution had to be stayed because they couldn't get the drugs. Right. On February 24th, Pizzuto filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Raul Labrador in the Idaho Department of Correction claiming the defendants had violated his 8th and 14th Amendment rights. Yesterday, Windmill sided with Pizzuto on the potential for an Eighth Amendment right violation, which allows the case to move forward. Eighth Amendment prohibits cruel and unusual punishments. Fourteenth Amendment prohibits the state from depriving any person of life, liberty, or property without okay. due process. With, without due process? Yeah. He was convicted. He was convicted, yeah. Now, Lynn, B. Lynn uh, Windmill. Windmill decided that the 14th Amendment argument was moot because mm-hmm. he was but convicted it of was the murder. Cruel and unusual punishment or unusual. Yep. He uh, argued that the U.S. Supreme Court had previously described punishments to be unconstitutionally cruel when they involve torture, which this doesn't, or a lingering death. Mental torture, I, th- I think. Maybe, maybe mental torture. So he's... Uh, okay, he's, he's suing, I guess, because... They kept telling him that he was going to be put to death, and then they kept withdrawing it, and so he would get all anxious, and then nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. And now he really, for some reason, I guess he doesn't want to die now, and uh, they're going to let him die, and they think that's also cruel. Or is that the unusual part? Which one's unusual and which one's cruel? Who knows? I mean, the whole thing is unusual. Pasudo's uh, counsel wrote that the, this is a quote here, the setting of multiple execution dates without the ability to actually carry out the intended execution constitute, constitutes cruel and unusual punishment under the Eighth Amendment. The setting of multiple execution dates has been psychologically traumatizing to Mr. Pizzuto, unquote. So it's like ruining his future? I guess. Windmill agreed that Pizzuto could move forward with the claim that his Eighth Amendment right had been violated, but the judge denied his claim on the Fourteenth Amendment. Now, Windmill's decision only means that the court found that the violation is plausible. It not, it hasn't been proven yet. That means Pizzuto can seek further litigation, which my guess, I mean, his attorneys are going to do it. They're doing this pro bono because Pizzuto is, doesn't have money. He's not making any money. Apart from, you know, a little commissary money here and there, I'm sure. Well, if he's as sick as he actually said, can he can he even make, you know, does he have any jobs in prison? Because they, they said that he was probably going to be dead by what, now what, because what, of uh, of his medical problems. What would be the prison equivalent of, say, Medicaid or Social Security? Oh, prison itself. <laughs> I, I see, yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> okay. I, just, I just don't understand this. And maybe maybe it's because... I, I, it's hard for me to remove myself or remove the thinking of how heinous of a crime this was, beating this mother and yeah. her child to death with a hammer, being on death row for 35 years, and 
getting stays of execution because your attorneys tried to stay the execution. The latest chance to stay the execution that they tried to do because they said it would be cruel and unusual punishment to try and put somebody to death who was already dying and was so sick, which just makes no sense to me. None of this makes sense to me. At least not a great deal of sense. No. But once again, the problem being that it makes no sense to me is I I just mentally can't wrap my head around separating the two. You... Everything that happens to you, in my opinion right now, should be cruel and well, unusual and I, and punishment. I, I, think, and I think the average person out there would say the same thing. I mean, this guy beat two people to death, bludgeoned them, and beat them to death, what, with a hammer? or what, Yeah, with a hammer. And so now he's uncomfortable, and uh, I, I think people would say, oh, well. When you do something like that, like I said... Shouldn't it, I mean, shouldn't the rest of whatever you have left in your life, and if, if you've been deemed, as the court said, that he is going to be getting the, the death sentence, a few years everything ago, should be cruel and unusual, in my opinion. A few years ago, somebody sued and won because they said being in jail was bad for them. <laughs> and I, Please one, tell one me of, they didn't win. One of the fa- well, they did. Oh, my God. One of the famous quotes, though, was, isn't being like in prison or jail supposed to be a little bit bad for you? Mm-hmm. At least enough to where you don't want to be there. Terry uh, from Gooding, listening on six seventy AM. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to comment that uh, windmill has been strongly against the death penalty and very vocal about it throughout his career. And so, why is I don't understand why he didn't recuse himself? But he didn't recuse himself from uh, his activist decisions over environmental issues for decades and decades. He's one of the most activist judges uh, in the country. So don't be surprised if, uh, because of his past history, and publicly he's got it on his webpage they, and so on and so forth, that he's anti-death penalty. They, they, they do recuse themselves if they have some sort of relationship with somebody in the case, but not just if they have you know, an opinion. Right, yeah, okay. Well, he, he obviously has already got that one, so you can figure the end of that now. Thank you for the call, Terry. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing. Bye. We'll take some more of your phone calls and uh, emails. What do you What do you think if you want to weigh in? You can email us right now if you like, chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. Uh, we'll get some of your phone calls if you would like to call in coming up here about 15 minutes after news at the bottom of the hour because coming up next, we have to give away a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew. We'll uh, give you the uh, Casper and Chris damn near impossible question after traffic and weather. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 823, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty for any and all real estate needs, buying, selling, investing, no matter what it is, they can help you through the process, help answer your questions. You just need to know that one phone number, 208 888-4128. All right. uh, We got our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. You got wine tasting, a whole lot more. Pastries made fresh every day also. And uh, Brandon, you got to hate what has happened to your name over the last couple of years, don't you? Oh, yeah. I get used to it. (laughs) 
All right, Brandon, uh, let's go. See if you can get this right. Across all four major sports, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, only three professional players have ever had their number retired by the entire league. Who are they? Bill Russell, Jackie Robinson, and Wayne Gretzky. There you go. Now, here's my question. Did you get it because you listened yesterday when Chris gave the answer to this question? I did, actually. I did. <laughs> Good for you. See, listening to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI really does pay off. Paid off for Brandon. Congratulations. You have a $50 gift certificate once again to Deja Brew Bistro. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you. Don't forget, if you haven't won uh, this week, didn't get a chance today, tomorrow will be your final chance. We'll give another way, a $50 gift certificate uh, away coming up here for you tomorrow morning. Deja Brew Bistro, which, by the way, has been our sweet deal a number of times. And I bring up sweet deals because I just want to remind you, today is Sweet Deal Eve, tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock sharp. Another chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate, this time to Bob's Restaurant and Lounge in Nampa. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have prime rib dinners every day, seven days a week. Uh, wonderful meats, locally sourced uh, from Jordan Valley Kirstner Meats. And uh, once again, you have a chance to get that sweet deal tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock sharp. All you have to do is go to KBOI.com just before 9, click on the sweet deal link. Don't forget to hit refresh uh, at 9 o'clock so that you can get in and get that deal before they all sell out. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 835, 77 degrees in downtown Boise. Good morning. He's Chris Weldon. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, uh, you can do always more than just listening in. You can take part in the show. Always encouraged at 208-336-3700. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. If you want to email, email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us if you would like. Talking about uh, judge permitting Bazuda lawsuit claiming cruel and unusual punishment to move forward against the Idaho Attorney General. Gerald Pizzuto Jr., if you're just tuning in this morning, has been on death row for over 30 years. He's had numerous stays either through his own lawyers working on the stay or because of the state not being able able to get the uh, drugs for the lethal injection. Now, once again, the judge who ruled this case can go forward did not make a rule of law just saying that uh, a violation is plausible, not proven, and that he can seek further litigation. So that's what basically this means. Pizzuto, by the way, in case you forgot, was the man who had killed Delbert and Berta Herndon 35 years ago, 1985, bludgeoned them to death with a hammer. Cruel and unusual punishment because the state keeps saying, hey, we're going to kill you on this date. Oh, we don't have drugs. We can't kill you on this date, so you're okay again. Clear your schedule. Oh, we're going to kill you on this date. Oh, we can't get drugs. Now, the state passed, legislature passed a new law that uh, in the case that you cannot get lethal injection drugs, you can use a firing squad. However, the state, I don't believe, has built the requisite firing squad room, facilities, wherever this is going to happen. I know a lot of people think you can just take him out to a shooting range, stand him up and, and uh, you know, fire, but that, that's not 
true. <laughs> you have to have specifically set up facilities for a uh, firing squad to happen. So, um, I, I wh- what happens if the state comes back and says, "All right, we've got this date. It's going to be September twentieth. You'll be put to death by firing squad." Wait, 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 wait. Lawyers will go. He hasn't had his day in court yet yeah. to find out whether the previous, um, you know, death penalty trying to uh, get the death penalty started up again where it was cruel and unusual. I do, do you stop the death penalty then because he hasn't had his day in court on the previous case? My opinion is whatever it takes, I don't care if it's cruel and unusual, which is probably why I'm not a judge and sitting here on the radio. <laughs> Um, what this guy did is cruel and unusual, yeah. and anything that happens to him is fair game. It, it's kind of it's kind of human nature when somebody commits a, a really really terrible crime, uh, and they are sent to prison. People still, you know, would like it if they had to sit in a chair and be hit with sticks all day. Well, and the other part of this is for the last two years, if lawyers have complained and and filed motions, so that. The state couldn't put him to death because he was going to die anyway. Well, everybody's going to die anyway, but they said that he's so ill, it would be cruel and unusual in his last days uh, of being alive to put him to death, you know, by lethal injection when he's going to die of all these other things anyway. And yet here he is two years later, still alive, yeah. still fighting, still going to court. Probably still in pain, too. Spider in Eagle. You're listening on uh, 670 AM. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. Hey, I just wanted to say your uh, impossible question this morning was a pretty great question. And go, Brandon. He did had that well. going on in his last couple of years, and you just made it worse. He wasn't even dark, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Spider. Um, somebody writes in, no name on this one, email Mike at KBOI.com. The lack of drugs for a lethal injection should be moot. He should be shot as soon as possible. Well, I think, from what I understand, that's that's going to happen. But now, this this court case could hold it up. Uh, the thing that was holding up him being, you know, put to death by firing squad, in that the facilities have not, as a as a I understand, have not been built as of yet. I don't really get the whole thing. To tell you the truth, why they can't use a variety of drugs, or at least why they haven't been okayed by the government in some form simply because there are a lot of different drugs that can knock you out cold, put you to sleep, which is what the first thing they do. And then there are a lot of different drugs that, when injected, can kill you uh, fairly, you know, instantly or at least without pain. And we just don't have those approved to use. They've got certain ones that they they tend to use, and, and that's it. And if you can't get them... I know know this may be oversimplified, but... What would be the problem with saying, hey, look, we can't get the regular, normal, approved lethal injection drugs, but here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to give you your choice. Uh, you can have a drug that, you know, knocks you out yeah. and then choose your drug of choice that you want to kill you. You, you want to die by meth? People always, every time we talk about this, people write in and they say, you know, you can get fentanyl downtown or someplace. There, there you go. Just get some of that. I want to be put to death. Yeah, put me under by this drug, and then give me a big dose of fentanyl, and we'll call it good. You get to choose, but maybe you don't like fentanyl. I, I want to go out using an overdose of some other drug. You know the Monty Python movie Meaning of Life. There's a, a scene in there where uh, a guy is just seen running like crazy down a street, and they said, 
I don't remember what his name was, but they said he's been uh, given the opportunity to choose the manner of his own execution. And then basically all these girls in bikinis and uh, and helmets come flying down the road, uh, you know, bouncing down the road, and they chase him off a cliff. And that was what he chose. That what you know the I, end, the end result think, is still the same, right? I don't, I, I don't think they'll do that here. No, I, I wish I wish they would. Personally, I, like I said, that's probably another reason why I'm not a well, judge. I mean, it would be. <laughs> that and, and that and that pesky passing the bar and going to law school. Those yeah, two things. Say, as they say, since what is it? Um, imitation is the sincerest form of television. <laughs> Uh, text message in at 208-336-3700. This is like that, uh, I don't know who this is, Brevik Blank, whining about how he didn't have a new PlayStation. He only had the old one. Easy fix here. Whatever you did, someone gets to do to you. I know just the guy. But, I, I think this guy is saying but, that if he got if yeah. he beat the two people in the head with a hammer, some somebody should be able to beat it, him in the yeah, head it, with right. a it's, it, However... The American justice system is not based on an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It should could it, be. Should it be? But but it's not. Should it be? Probably not. I know. there. I, I am not anti-capital punishment. But I know a lot of people who are that think that as citizens, we should be better than that. Yeah. I don't agree with well, it. Most countries don't even have the death penalty anymore simply because as far as they're concerned, if you put somebody in prison for life, they're gone. You never have to deal with them yeah. again. I, I still say, I mean, when it, when you're put on death row, you're, you're, you're segregated from the rest of the population. You're not put in, in general population. Yeah. You have your own cell. You're on death row. You're on suicide watch. It it I I don't understand that particular thing either. Why they give them you know segregated areas? All the people on death row they get their their segregated area. They're in their own cell by themselves. Um, they don't have to worry about getting shanked in the back when they go into the shower. It's like why why do they get special treatment anyway? In, in waiting, are they worried that oh my gosh the state has to be able to kill them, not somebody else? Well, I, just put them in general population, the, and a lot of times things will take care of itself, right? What's, what's the longest you've ever been alone, though? You know, a lot of people say isolation is cruel and unusual punishment because people tend to go completely insane when they have no company whatsoever. Do you ever watch the uh, uh, real uh, what's it, uh, reality show? A reality show called Alone? No. We just had a uh, winner, not this season that's going on right now. The, I think it's the last season that was on. Uh, the winner was from Idaho. Okay. Um, born in Kendrick, lived in the Lewiston area. And the premise of Alone is you put out, there, there's like 12, 15 people or whatever that they choose, and they put out in the wilderness. I mean, it is miles and miles away from anywhere. They drop them off separately in areas of that wilderness, and the person out of everybody there who stays there the longest is able to live and keep healthy enough. And if if there's a threat of death or whatever of them dying, if they don't bring them out, they'll be brought um, out. But the winner gets half a million dollars. Do they do their own camera work? They do their own camera work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're given, I think they're given like three or four cameras. They have to be on camera all the time, set up their cameras, move their cameras. Shows them hunting, fishing, building their, their 
wherever they're going to live because yeah. they're they're stuck there starting in the in late summer or fall but the places that they go they have to go through a winter where there's you know lots of snow and cold and invariably and i've watched a few seasons of this it's fascinating to me uh, you bring up the being alone part yeah. and invariably about i would say 90 percent of the people end up tapping out not because they are not getting enough food or they can't can't get their shelter built and, and keep warm about 90 percent of the people tap out because they can't stand not having someone there to talk to. Mm -hmm. They can't stand the aloneness and the boredom that comes with that. So uh, to your point, you know, that that probably is also cruel and unusual punishment, right? Well, cruel maybe, unusual, no. We do it all the time. Uh, Tom in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a couple of comments. You may have covered some of this already, but... I remember a number of years ago, I was down in the, the Twin Falls area, and there was a pretty heinous uh, murder down there. <clears throat> and I think it was in Jerome. Don't hold me to that. But um, they were considering, the prosecuting where attorney was considering going for the death penalty. And the uh, commissioners and many of the citizens came in and said, we don't want to go for the death penalty because if we do then the person, when they're on death penalty, then we have to pay for all of the appeals. Every time they go to court for anything, we have to pay for that here in the county, and we can't afford that. If they get life in prison, the state will take over the process and and continue it forward. So I think that's one of the challenges that we're having with the death penalty is that um, there are a lot of people who are so opposed to it that they keep filing appeal after appeal after appeal. I have a good friend of mine that his suggestion was that you would go back and look over the years of individuals who have been given the death penalty, and I think the state of Idaho has done a good job, that you have to find someone um, that they're guilty of a heinous crime, whatever that means, and then the jury has to come back and say, yes, they deserve the death penalty. And then that's what the, the sentence goes. But I think what we have to look at it and say, okay, in those years of experience, how long did we go before evidence surfaced to make that person innocent? Because uh, our biggest challenge we've had is that we're such a big fear that we will execute someone who's innocent. Uh, so his suggestion was, I think, is a good one that we say, okay, you know, you can go, we're going to put you on death row, and you have, for lack of a better understanding, five appeals, and you have five years to come up with something happening, but once those five appeals are over, you're done. So uh, some bleeding heart group can't come in and say, we're opposed to the death penalty, so we're going to apply for an appeal for you. That individual will say, drop dead. I'm not wasting one of my appeals on your thoughts. So I think that's one of the issues we need to kind of reevaluate how that whole process works. Um, I know they've instituted, they've instituted the, you know, the firing squad, and a lot of people are saying, well, that's really interesting how we do that. But man, we have the ability now that we can set up six or eight, ten guns, whatever it happens to be, and have them automatically set up in such a way that somebody could push a button and um, all the guns would fire at the same time. Yeah. Uh, good points. Uh, thank you for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Your thoughts, weigh in now. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854, uh, email writes in, couldn't we just simply borrow the right drugs from one of our neighboring states? There, it's that simple. Well, we could if they have it. The problem is nobody has these drugs. It's not that any state is sitting there hoarding it. It's that the companies that make the drugs no longer make them. Because, as I said, um, they realize that, hey, we're in the business of trying to save people. Why are we making drugs that are killing people? It's just bad PR. So it's not that, like, Utah has the drugs that we can just say, hey, can you send us up a dose? It's that nobody has it. Yeah. Uh, Paul. Listening on uh, AM, 6.70 AM this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Your thoughts? Morning. Thanks for taking my call. I'm just wondering if this double murderer was uh, kind and gentle to these people that he smashed their skull in with the hammers. You know? Unlikely, I would say. Does anybody ever think about the victims, the remaining people that are in their lives or were in their lives? That's what I have a problem with. These people on death row, they get to live. But so do the people that they didn't murder, but they may as well have too, because now they've got to live with the fact that they've lost loved ones, and they have a they have a, a, a definite date every year when those people die. Yeah. And they've got to live the fact that they died on that date. And I just I think it's horrendous that they just get these I... these long sentences. Yeah, I agree. Paul, I'm, I'm going to let you go because it sounds like you need to land your plane. So <laughs> thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, people do think of the victims, and that's why so many people wish that uh, the death penalty was one of those things where, hey, you know, uh, it's, it's like that last caller said. You have a few uh, appeals. As soon as those are gone, you set a date. You don't just wait like 25 years. Yeah, I... I guess that that's why they, you know, maybe don't do it because it 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 takes out the emotion out of it when when you just have people yeah. that don't have um you don't want people to get too pumped up by yeah, it, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's maybe the the term I'm looking for. It's a little gruesome when you think of it that way. Um Don writes in, "Mike, you are so obtuse. You keep whining about Biden ending the sales of gas-powered generators you don't understand." They will run on batteries. Batteries will run everything. We don't need oil or gas, just batteries. Jesus, you people are stupid. Don? Was that a little tongue-in-cheek? I hope you're being sarcastic, because if you're not being sarcastic, um, this may be the dumbest email (laughs) that we have received this year. However, it sounded like he was being sarcastic. It's a her. It's a -A D-A-W. She sounded like she was being sarcastic. Don, I hope so. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.05, well, it looks like um, this may be my last day at work. I didn't, I'm not playing the lottery tomorrow. I don't have to, apparently. I just got an email. Good day to you and your family. I am Mrs. Susan Denskooky. United Nations Resident Director for Disaster Risk Reduction, I wish to inform you that you've been selected to receive United Nations Compensation Fund for COVID-19 worth the sum of $1.5 million U.S. 
United Nations compensation targets those most vulnerable to economic hardship and social disruption around the world. You are hereby advised to contact our resident grant manager with the below contact information to receive your $1.5 million. The information's uh, claim to require your compensation fund for COVID-19 include the following, your full name, your address, your telephone, your country, and your social security number. Note that the amount to be paid to you is $1.5 million. We expect your urgent response to this email to enable us to monitor the transaction correctly and effectively. Best regards, uh, Mrs. Susan Densuki. Wow. This is my last day. I've got $1.5 million. I was just saying to a Nigerian estate lawyer the other day that, uh, (laughs) never mind. Really? All you need for me to get a a million and a half dollars is name, address, phone number, uh, country I live in, my social security number? I don't see anything wrong with this. Just to be on the safe side, send them your bank account, too, (laughs) your number, too, and all your passwords. Um, By the way, I wouldn't want to mess up and miss out on that million and a half dollars. As we were going to break, I had uh, read that email about Biden administration wanting to get rid of gas-powered generators um, from Don, and I said, I I hope you're being sarcastic. But in case you are not being sarcastic, this is why I I said, I hope you're being sarcastic, because if you're not, this is the dumbest email we've got this year. Um, Don had said, she said that uh, everything in the future is going to be running on batteries, so we won't need oil or gas, just batteries. And then she said, Jesus, you people are stupid. Uh, if that isn't sarcastic, Don, I just want to ask you one question, just, just to help you point out how incorrect you are. Can you tell me one battery, just name one battery anywhere that generates electricity? Not, not store it. Makes electricity. You mean when you use the battery, it actually ends up with more electricity in it mm-hmm. than when it started. You don't. You don't have to get the electricity from someplace else. You actually have a battery. So it's not like that a makes its own it's, electricity. It's not like a hybrid vehicle where no. I mean the engine. The engine comes on and makes the. That's electricity. where the right, electricity right, comes yeah. from. If you leave the battery in the middle of the road on a on a hybrid vehicle, and you don't have any way to charge that battery back up when it runs out, guess what? It's going to be a hunk of metal on the middle of the road. No electricity is going to be going to the vehicle as soon as the electricity is gone. You will have to go someplace else, whether that be nuclear, whether that be gasoline, coal, hydroelectric. Someplace else has to supply that power. So when you say everything's going to be batteries, you don't have to worry about gas-powered generators any longer. It's totally not true. And I I just don't think you understand the way batteries work, if you weren't being sarcastic. Like I said, I hope that email was sarcastic. But you've got me wondering now, too. (laughs) Uh, Another email, Mike at KBY.com. As Huey Lewis said, I want a new drug. This whole problem with Gerald Pizzuto Jr. is just ridiculous. I I agree with you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we have a federal or a state judge who does not agree with you. You know that drug that makes you feel three feet thick? I mm-hmm. took that one. Did you? And? Oh, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I do. 
Ted writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com. So if uh, Daybell gets a guilty verdict in Arizona, do they keep her in prison in Arizona? I hate the fact that we in Idaho would have to pay to keep her alive here in Idaho. Even though the prisons get paid for every inmate, I think by the feds, the taxpayers still have to carry the burden. I'm not sure how that's fair, but it's what happens to the best of my knowledge. It may also answer some other questions. Ted, I don't know what the legalities are. I mean, she's in prison right now, I think, in Idaho Falls, I believe. Um, But she is awaiting her court date in Arizona. So once that court date happens, they will transfer her to Arizona, um, to jail in Arizona, where she will stand trial in Arizona. I don't know when that's going to be. Now, if she's found guilty in Arizona then, and maybe she gets the death penalty in Arizona, because Arizona has not taken the death penalty as, as far as we know it off the table as of yet. I don't know what happens if she's found guilty and they say, hey, we're going to give her the death penalty. Does that mean she stays in Arizona? I can't answer that question because I don't know. That comes down to, well, I mean, here, you take her. No, if, I don't want if, her. You take her. If you were in charge of Idaho prisons, wouldn't you say, go ahead? Yeah, I, okay. that, yeah, definitely. I, I, th- I think she's just a you know huge problem, period, just because of, how crazy she is because she's not on death row. So my guess is she's going to be in general population eventually, right? Even though she is well known, there's probably not a person in prison yeah. who doesn't know who she is. She's she's like Trump. You've seen her picture how many times? Even I mean, prisons do have televisions, so you've seen her picture how many times? It's not like she blends. Well, she's not blending in. I mean, she she you know she could blend in. You you go to prison and she may not even be the craziest one there. <laughs> I don't know what what she had to say in court earlier this week. Be hard pressed to find somebody more crazy well, than you that. Can, you can find people in church who say that stuff <laughs> that haven't committed murder. Uh, Mike writes in. Uh, it seems to me everything Trump is being accused of. He could also accuse his accusers of the same thing. So I wonder if he is filing countersuits. If not, why not? I think I know, and it has everything to do with money, not justice. Nobody can go head-to-head with the country, yet both Trump and Bundy are trying just to point out the injustice of our country. That's what I see happening. No one right now is suing him. Uh, These are criminal indictments. Now, he has been, you know, sued. As a matter of fact, he is being sued again by the same person. Eugene Carroll. He was already ordered to pay $5 million. She has increased that to $10 million because once she won her lawsuit, um, Trump doubled down and said the same thing. And on national television. And on national television. So um, even though he was found guilty the first time, he said the same exact thing and they didn't necessarily, at least she just said, hey, he didn't learn his lesson. I want another $5 million. Now that court case hasn't gone to court as of yet. Uh, Jim writes in uh, just now, it says, if you take away all the materials made from oil uh, that are used in the production of electric cars, solar power, wind farms, and clothing, um, do you really have anything left? Not very much. Yeah, it, it's used for so much that it's it's just not going to go away as much as some people think it can or some people wish. Sean has written in. This is about the incandescent bulbs again. Incandescent bulbs use more energy because they also give off heat, which in the winter months can be desirable. Replacing all my incandescents with LEDs will cause my gas furnace to work harder to maintain desired temperature and thereby release more greenhouse gas into the atmosphere. 
The DOE should focus on strategies for generating clean, efficient power, i.e. national deployment of advanced nuclear reactors, rather than bullying consumers into redirecting their energy use. I was uh, correct, and Don was not being sarcastic, Chris. Never mind, then. Don wrote back and says, uh, because I had said, Don, can you give me the name of just one battery Mm -hmm. that makes electricity? Don just wrote back and said, Everetti, Duracell, Kirkland, all all batteries make energy. Mike, you're stupid. Don, need to do a little research. None of the batteries that you mentioned make electricity. They are all charged before they sell them to you with electricity. It's actually a net loss. Once they're gone, that the energy they don't make any more. It's gone. You can't make electricity from the battery. I mean, well, you. I mean, you you can for a, a while, but it's it's going to be less than the battery had to begin no, with. No, you're you're actually not making the electricity though. You're using the electricity that is stored in the battery. You're not making the electricity that the mm-hmm. battery is using. It's stored within the battery. Something has to make oh, I, the electricity to I put know, into I know that, the battery. But the battery can run a machine, right? Like a yeah, uh, like a you know a generator or something. Yeah, but it, but it, once again, it's not making. Mm, okay. The, the the energy it's just stored within the battery so that that was the point i was making there's not a single battery in the world that makes electricity it just stores electricity that then you use to power other items ed has written in and says orange is the new crazy <laughs> i've heard that before by yeah. the way um beth writes in i know you're trying to be coy but there are batteries that never die my grandpa made one before i was born in 1969 so they do exist and have for some time it's all money motivated not for the purpose of making life great he is not the only one a college student just made one recently and i've not heard a word about it go figure i didn't say we hear about that i just i just said that they especially don't make electricity if you read popular mechanics uh, they're always making things that would completely, supposedly, would completely get rid of our, uh, you know, need for fossil fuels. And then you never hear about them again. Apparently somebody buys the, the patent and then just doesn't make them. Buys the patent and then kills the person who came up with the idea like the movie, so that it doesn't like, get out. Like the movie Tucker. 208 336 With certain differences. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. When we come back... I, for the last 45 minutes of the show, we're going to talk about something that uh, I don't know why, because it seems like nobody has strong opinions and nobody ever wants to talk about. Marijuana! <laughs> we're going to talk about that when we come back. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 920 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I, I think Don's just screwing with me. Because I don't, I, I don't think anybody can be, um, this, uh, how did I put this, nice, lacking in knowledge? Um, Don just wrote back and said, Mike, you need to go watch the movie Night and Day starring Tom Cruise. It's a bad battery. Watch it for crying out loud. It is. Mm-hmm. Remember, it, it, is that what they were trying to find? They were well. They had uh, a, an inventor invented oh. a uh, battery. 
It never ran out of power. But, um, but, but it is a, a, a It's a, not a, based on real life. A movie, right? <laughs> I mean, movie. Uh, man. Um, quick Google. This is a text message. Uh, quick Google search shows that there are several batteries in development that gather power from surrounding areas, and ground battery has been around for years where it generates the power from the surrounding soil. Okay, once again, it doesn't generate its own power. The battery doesn't generate its own power. That That's my point. Batteries only store power. Even, even you said it generates the power from the surrounding soil. It's not... It's not generating its own power. It's getting the power from someplace else and then stores that power in the battery. That's the definition of what a battery does. But it can run a machine that can then produce power, but it's not, there's not a net gain ever. Right. Yeah. You're, you're always losing That's physics. Ener- energy in that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, this for the last part of our show um, this morning. Idaho, as you probably know, is the only state... Uh, in the Northwest, it doesn't have some form of legalized marijuana. Oregon, Washington, Montana, Utah, all have approved some form of marijuana. Utah has approved medical marijuana. You go right across the border. If you want to have marijuana in the state of Idaho, you live in the Treasure Valley, you just drive 45 minutes, you go across the border, and you uh, pick up whatever it is that you like and yeah, uh, bring it back. But it's still however, illegal yes, in the state of Idaho. By the way, bringing it back is uh, against the law, mm-hmm. just so you know. Um, there is a campaign here in Idaho that wants to change that. Border you're on, the marijuana laws are very different. Idaho is one of very few states with no legal marijuana in any way. Recreational marijuana, that's one thing. But an Idaho group says that they're focused on marijuana as a medicine. Patient choice in medicine through the legalization of medical marijuana. Joe Evans is treasurer for Kind Idaho, a political action committee and 501c4 nonprofit started in 2021. He says, to be clear, their group is solely focused on medical cannabis. Nor are we really looking at a full decriminalization, you know, or let's, you know, give people medicine, you know, allow medical cannabis for headaches. Evans, Kind Idaho, and their supporters noticed late in the legislative session that there was an idea pitched by Representative John Vanderwouda, the Idaho Medical Cannabis Act. The act was pitched late to generate conversations heading into 2024, but the idea is a narrow proposal that only allows, quote, ingestible cannabis processed to a tablet, chewable droplet, or pill containing up to 10 milligrams of THC. Is that, now, is that at all funny to you that the guy who proposed uh, legalizing marijuana owns a convenience store? <laughs> Little. Now, the Citizens Initiative uh, right now that's being worked on to get on the ballot so that the voters of Idaho can decide whether or not this is going to help. And spells out a little different path to medical marijuana than John Vanderwaada's uh, personal bill in the legislature. Their pitch is to protect Idahoans from arrest, criminal, and civil sanctions if they have chronic diseases, conditions, or terminally ill. Legalizes medical cannabis for cardholders in the state of Idaho, gives them the opportunity to go in, sit down with a doctor, determine whether or not the diagnosis warrants medical cannabis to support recovery and healing, and then they receive the card. That allows them to go to a dispensary to receive it. Talk the doctor into it if you have to. If this 
is somehow has oversight. I mean, the problem that a lot of people see when it comes to medical marijuana is that they think, oh, it's a slippery soap. All of a sudden, within a couple of years, if Idaho okays medical marijuana, that means that we're going to be doing recreational marijuana just like every other state has done. And the problem is, and you saw this in California when California had medical marijuana okay. All you had to do in, in California is go and find a, a you know liberal doctor yeah. and says, hey, uh, I got this little sty in my eye. Um, I, 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 I can't see. I need, is, I need marijuana. This is the most painful hangnail yeah. I have ever had. And, and, I mean, I'm, we're joking here, but that's the absolute truth in California. You just had to find a doctor that would agree with you. You didn't have to prove that you were terminally ill, had cancer or anything like that. Anybody was doing it. It was the biggest joke ever. If there is some way into oversight in Idaho, and I, I'm asking you this as the listener listening this morning, and you are vehemently against any kind of marijuana. If this just protected people who had no other way to deal with their pain, mm-hmm. no other way. I mean, because a lot of people, there's ways to deal with pain, which is weird in thinking about this in that you're giving painkillers that are highly addictive and can kill you. But you're not allowed to have marijuana, which is not addictive and doesn't kill you. But it still, you know, alleviates the pain. If this just protects those people who need that pain medication or as a way to stop the nausea because they can't find anything to help that, you know, taking cancer drugs to fight cancer, would you then be okay with it if it was very strict? Not like California, because I get that. You have a fear that anybody's going to be able to get it. It's going to be recreation. It's it's uh, hard to believe the Idaho legislature you know, wouldn't want at least one more thing to be in charge of. <laughs> well, they may not get that chance if this gets on the, uh, uh, on the ballot, right? They need 63,000 signatures from registered voters to make the ballot. They have to have it by next April 14th. April 15th will be a big day next year. (laughs) Your taxes are due the day you get me a birthday present, and we find out if medical marijuana will be on the ballot for the 2024 election. Go ahead and weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Watch. We'll take some of your phone calls and emails when we come back after news next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Marijuana laws can be very different from state to state, such as the case of Idaho versus Oregon. Oregon allows marijuana to be purchased at numerous locations, but in Idaho, we are one of very few states with no legal marijuana allowed in any way. KTVB reports one Idaho group says they are focused on marijuana, not for recreational use, but as a medicine. Joe Evans, treasurer of Kind Idaho, a political action committee and nonprofit started in 2021, is behind a citizen initiative with a pitch to protect Idahoans from arrest, criminal or civil sanctions if they have chronic diseases, conditions or are terminally ill, legalizing the use of medical cannabis. Kind Idaho is working to gather signatures on their petitions, and they have until April 14th of next year to get about 63,000 signatures from registered voters in order to make the ballot. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Ronnie, 
writes in, uh, Mike, every state that starts with medical marijuana always ends up with recreational. Just say no to drugs, Idaho. That's not true. They haven't yet. Yeah. Um, Utah is a state that started with medical marijuana. They haven't said yes to recreational drugs. I know that that's one state I can say for sure. Um, there may be others. And yes, I know there have been states that started with medical marijuana, ended up going to recreational marijuana. And, I, and personally, I have a problem with that. I also have a problem, as I mentioned, with California. It was a joke. Medical marijuana cards were a joke in California. You could just go to a, a doctor willing to go along and, you know, uh, as Chris said, you, hey, I have a hangnail. Oh, you need some marijuana for that. Mm-hmm. This Citizens Initiative spells out a, a little different bill that would make the uh, they're trying to get on the ballot so that Idaho citizens can vote for it or not at polls. Uh, it's a little bit different. It, it's to protect Idahoans from arrest, criminal, and civil sanctions if they have chronic diseases or conditions or are terminally ill and would legalize medical cannabis for cardholders in the state. So not anybody can just go get a cardholder. The first thing, according to this, would you would have to go sit down with a doctor to determine whether or not your diagnosis warrants medical cannabis. Um, so in other words, it, you would have to be terminally ill or have other chronic diseases or conditions where medical marijuana would help. It just wouldn't be, I have a hangnail, uh, I have glaucoma. It, it would have to be a serious medical condition now if they can if there's some way to overwatch that in my personal opinion it's like okay and and i've said this before on the show if i have a loved one if i had my wife for instance and she has say breast cancer and she is on uh, chemotherapy and is violently sick every time she takes chemotherapy and finds that the only thing that helps out with that is by taking marijuana with the nausea and nausea and throwing up I don't care if it's illegal in the state of Idaho or not. I'm going to do what I can to make her as comfortable as, as as possible. And if that's breaking the law by going across the state and getting her something so that so that she can live out the rest of her days yeah. or whatever, being more comfortable, well, as, I, I'm going to do that. As of now, it is. Yeah, it, it's illegal. Um, so I'm saying, once again, as this is spelled out, because they have until April 14th to get this on the ballot, Need 63,000 signatures before next April 14th. As this is spelled out, are you okay with this, or are you still just vehemently? This is especially for those people who are against all, all marijuana, any way, shape, or form, medical, recreational, whatever, here in the state of Ohio. You never want to see it done. And we have some lawmakers who have said, they're on the record saying, while they're in office, there is no way that they are ever going to allow any type of marijuana in the state of Idaho. So if you're that type of person, does this make a difference to you? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Ben, listening in uh, Washington State on 670 AM. Ben, where in Washington are you listening? Richland. Where? Richland. Richland, Washington. Tri-Cities. All right, I got kids that live in uh, Richland, as a matter of fact. Pa- Richland, Pasco area. Both of them live in Richland, as a matter of fact. Um, ben, what are your thoughts? Well, after going through Spokane and seeing the walking dead huddled all over the place. I don't want drugs near this place. And and I understand the vomiting, the cancer and all that, but there's medications out there that can make somebody not get sick. And I just, there's, there's better things than marijuana for that. That's just the, the talking point that everybody uh, knee jerk reaction goes to. But 
The reason everybody's moving to Boise and Boise's now ruined, I thought about moving back there, but I won't because the traffic is just, it's no longer Boise. I don't know what you call it. It's, a, it's called, this you call it traffic jam. Um, it's because of the miracle, the whole thinking about marijuana and drugs around these other states. If you go down there, you're going to pretty soon, you'll be just like everybody else. And then I don't know where people are going to move to. Just keep it out of your state. And if they do want to legalize it, do it like Alaska did years ago. You can't sell it. You can grow your own. Take the profit out of it so cartels can't come in and start running their drugs. You can't sell it, but you can, you know, grow your own for your own personal use. All right. Thanks for the thoughts, Ben. Appreciate it. Connie Caldwell. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Connie? Yes. Yeah, um, I lived in Oregon, and I lived. I was born and raised in Boise. I really don't think there's anything wrong with marijuana. I've never went to a harder drug. I uh, rec all use of it, so I don't have a problem with it. Are you on it right now? I smoke occasionally. All right. Where when I don't like where I do you, don't like alcohol. I don't like alcohol, so I smoke marijuana, especially when I have an upset stomach or a headache. It gets yeah. rid of it. Where can can I ask you where you get your uh, marijuana? I go over to Ontario. Okay, I was just curious if you do it illegally here in the state from somebody, or if you uh, go across the border. So thank I you for thank you for your call. I don't, Appreciate the call. I thought she said she lived in Oregon, though. No? Caldwell from Caldwell. Oh, Caldwell. Okay. My mistake. Um, Another text message in uh, says, I was living in Colorado when a group started lobbying for medical weed. They said, oh, we only want it for medical and not recreational. Well, Colorado fell for it, and now they have recreational use, as well as all the other problems that Washington State has. I hope Idaho does not fall for this. What are the problems that come with it? People always talk about, you know, there were so many problems, but what are they? The the people who tend to buy marijuana from a store don't bother with other drugs. Yeah, I don't... Because they're not interested. First of all, they're not 20 years old, you know, and willing to try everything. I don't know if they're talking about problems with, like, driving under the influence because it's harder uh like right now there's no test to find out if you're driving under the influence of marijuana sure there is if they pull you over for doing five in a 35 zone (laughs) (laughs) okay that may be that may be the obvious test uh jim writes it other subject we were talking about earlier uh this hour says uh you're uh, not totally correct in your statement that batteries do not create electricity. Alkaline, lead, acid, carbon, and others make less electricity through a chemical reaction, of which only the lead acid can be recharged. Also, NICAD can be recharged, and a few others can. So you are correct in that they actually do not create it by themselves. That's what I was saying. Jim, a battery can be used to run a machine that will create electricity, as Chris says, but it, the machine, cannot create more electricity than is used. I, I don't know which part you said is not totally correct, because that's what I said, that there's no batteries that make their own power. They only store power that is made from something, whether it's a, a chemical reaction or whatever. Right. Uh, eventually, 
they're going to run out of power and they can't make anymore. You're going to have to hook them up to a gas power generator or hydroelectric power, nuclear power, whatever. John writes and says, regarding Mary Jane introduction to Idaho, living in Washington State, the introduction for TS or THC marijuana has been a train wreck. The big issue with marijuana or any pain relief medication is that over time you need an increasingly larger dose to get the same effect, and with multiple strains and differing human receptors, it's always a moving target. So there is no one standard prescription for everyone. It's all experimental. Gordon from uh, Council, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, fellas. Hi, Idaho. Uh, in the 30s, my dad's family fled from the Dust Bowl. Uh, but before then, they had, they had a radio and they had no power, but they had a glass reservoir. They had a, a group of glass reservoirs that had paddles of zinc or something down in them. And these, 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 they called up their battery, and it generated juice. They burned, uh, they burned kerosene lamps. Uh, they had no electricity on the farm, but I. So there's, there. I think there's a battery that what they called a battery actually generated enough for our radio. So they got to listen to uh, radio in the late twenties and early thirties, uh, but there was no electricity was it, other than that. What was it exactly? Was it like a, a an oil diffuser, or, or how did it work? Oh. Well, you know, have you seen a glass brick? Yeah. Have you seen brick? Yeah, okay. Those, those glass cells look just like one of those glass bricks with one side off. They were open on top. They didn't even have a lid on it. Mm-hmm. You can see them in the museum sometimes. They poured these reservoirs, like maybe a quart, I'm guessing a pint to a quart of acid in these darn things, maybe three of them side by side, and and they generated electricity so they could listen to the darn radio. Okay. Hmm. Well, maybe that's all. Instead of pouring, you know, 20 gallons of uh, gas into your car, we just need to put 20 well, gallons of acid you, in a and, car. And, and, yeah, have, a, have an open jar of acid <laughs> in the house. <laughs> and, and, and when you talk to us and, and you say, hey, they were able to do this and listen to the radio, all of a sudden we're interested. We're like, hey, you know. Oh, oh yeah, 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 you're self-interested. <laughs> yeah. What? People can listen to the radio? Yeah, good idea. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, ben from Boise, listening on 670 AM. Uh, good morning. You want to talk a little bit about the uh, new marijuana campaign? Yeah, I, I agree with a guy, a couple guys before. If you're going to pass a law here for marijuana, it should be like Alaska where you can grow your own. The problem with a lot of the marijuana is you don't know if it's pure or laced with something else like angel dust or some other ugly stuff. And the other point I have to make is I like Idaho's stance on various stuff. I mean, if a lot of people moved here from the West Coast, for example, and they want this marijuana, maybe they need to move back, just like abortion. We got, we all, uh, we need to watch out for what we're creating here, the long-term effect, not just the short-term. Thank you for the call, Ben. Appreciate it. Good thoughts. Amy, listening in uh, Oregon on uh, the app this morning. Amy, where in Oregon are you listening? Um, Harney County. <laughs> where, what city? Uh, Burns. Okay. Burns and Hines. Okay, that helps. All right. Um, <laughs> you you want to talk about uh, marijuana? First of all, let me ask, do you imbibe? No. Okay. So I, well, because of where I work, I, I mean, I see the benefits of it as far as the tax because of what is charged, you know, what the city makes from the tax. But because I also work with the police officers, 
it's it's just horrible. I think Idaho should stay out of it because look what Oregon did. They made everything legal, and we're having to deal with the consequences of it. Well, they decriminalized everything, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So what, yeah. you know, we we joke and say it's all legal now because they can't do anything about it. Mm. Do you but, wish? Do, mean, do you wish at this point you could go back? Yes, I think that it should be put in front of a vote here to like say, okay, look, we messed up. You know, it needs to. We need to relook at this. But as far as the marijuana, I have teenage kids, and I there's two dispensaries here, and I wonder about them. I'm like, you know, am I going to know? How do I keep them out of it? You know, I don't know. I personally don't know if it's a gateway drug, but you know, it's like if they start that, what else are they going to do? Right. Thank you for the call, Amy. Uh, great thoughts. Appreciate it. Pretty much all of these states that have, have legalized it, and, and I'll, I'll put Idaho into this same category, uh, not that Idaho has legalized it, they haven't, but it's not that legalizing it would bring marijuana to the state. It would simply bring it out of the shadows because mm. it's already here and has been pretty much forever. Yeah, that's why, that's why I mentioned, uh, if I have a loved one, I'm going to do anything to help make their life you know, better before, before it ends. Um, it's just that I'm doing it illegally instead of legally. We'll take a break. One final segment on the way. If you're on the line, the lines are jam-packed full right now. If you're on the line, stay where you're at. I'll try, I promise we're going to try and get to you after this. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A couple of uh, text messages in says, no medical use marijuana, not even a little. No, hell but no, no. You want to see tents from Capital City or from Capital to Broadway on Front Street, uh, then okay. But otherwise, no. How do you really feel? Don't sugarcoat it. Uh, Clay Out West said, another subject that we were talking about earlier this hour. It's very simple. Generators generate electricity. Batteries store electricity. Idiots generate stupid emails. (laughs) Oh, Clay, you're such a card. David, uh, listening from Cal... Man, we're getting calls from all over the nation this morning. David, where in California are you listening? Oh, I'm the guy from San Francisco. Okay, San uh, San Francisco. We legalized it for medical, I think, in 1996. Now, now, now kind of, David. Seven years ago? Kind of legalized it for medical. All you had to do was say, hey, my elbow hurts when I do this. Can I get some marijuana? That's what I didn't well, like about California's you, law. 20, 26 years ago, we legalized it for medical in this county. Yeah. And then it became statewide uh, medical. And then after a while, we got it uh, recreational also. Now, if you think about it, we went from the eighth largest economy in the entire world, California, beating out whole states, beating, you know, beating out whole nations as the number eight. Now we're number five. So the uh, the other thing I was going to call about with him, if I like that previous caller who was saying grow your own, because in the old days this was a damn weed that you couldn't get rid of, and the idea that you can't find it is like somebody's making money wiping out a plant. And in when you think about erosion control, hemp is your your job. Uh, you know when you think about critters, food. Uh, you get so like duck and game uh, hunting in uh, Missouri. When Nixon tried to outlaw it, fish and game in Missouri refused to live up to his demand that all the uh, you know cannabis be wiped out in the entire state 
because the duck hunters, man, were going crazy without, uh, you know, they, they ate their hemp seeds and, uh, and, and hide in the bushes and all this sort of thing. So, you know, the, the idea that they've ruined other uh, parts of the economy, other parts of nature, uh, they, the idea of wiping out whole fields uh, and keeping them barren has made global warming even worse because this is a tall plant, 12 feet tall, and it'll grow 12 feet tall in four months or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of cooling down the planet fast, we need to spread this stuff as fast as possible in the prairies and get those things cooled down because global warming is only going to get hotter. All right. Thank you for the thoughts. Wait, Thanks for a, listening in San Francisco. Appreciate we, we it. We need a, a Johnny hemp seed. <laughs> um, text message says uh, you should ask Don how much research she's done on how the batteries are made and disposed of. Read the book Cobalt Red before inco- before calling anybody else stupid. Electric is not the solution for everyone and everything. Ron from Meridian says, gentlemen, me thinks Don is referring to the infamous potato battery. <laughs> LOL. That's it for today. Um, phone lines were packed over the last part of the show talking about this. So we can talk about it again coming up uh, tomorrow morning if you didn't get through. I apologize if we didn't get to your phone call. Uh, tomorrow's Open Phones Friday, though. So we will talk to you if you call back in. Just let us know you called this morning and didn't get in. Promise we'll get you on. Other than that, we're on a 20-hour break. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Have a good day.